Families in Louisiana are struggling in the midst of the pandemic. Breadwinners have lost their jobs. Parents are at home, hungry, with bored children that are stressed out, that can't go to school. Employers don't know when they can hire back their staff. Unemployment and benefits are running out. And, you know, even in good times, Louisiana working families barely make ends meet. Now that we're facing a pandemic, massive unemployment and uncertainty, many families in Louisiana are facing tremendous stress. So Louisiana families, like families around the country, are in crisis. So what can citizens do to make a difference? This podcast is called 17 Minutes to Change the World. As chair of Louisiana Progress, I believe that citizens need to be informed, engaged, and mobilized to hold our policymakers accountable. I'm Melissa Flournoy. I'm the chair of Louisiana Progress, a former Louisiana legislator and lifelong advocate. And we are here today with Dr. Danny Mintz from the Louisiana Budget Project to discuss poverty and the pandemic. So Danny, thank you for your work and the work of the Louisiana Budget Project and your efforts to help provide fact-based information for policymakers on working families in Louisiana. So even before this pandemic, Louisiana had a large number of families living in poverty, that were food insecure, that were barely making a living. Can you help explain what we mean by poverty and maybe talk a little bit about the United Way's ALICE report and help people understand just how fragile families are here in Louisiana? Absolutely, and Melissa, thank you so much for uh, having me on the podcast today to talk about these issues. Um, so in general conversation, when we're talking about poverty, uh, we're talking about the state of being poor. But in the policy context, poverty actually has a, a much more specific uh, numerical definition. Um, each year, the Department of Health and Human Services uh, at the national level determines the U.S. poverty line. Um, and this is uh, a number that tends to be far lower than people might imagine when they think about what it means not to have enough to get by. So uh, this year, for example, for a single person, the federal poverty line was $12,760 a year. For a four-person household, the federal poverty line was only $26,200. Um, that's not a lot of money, Danny. That's not a lot of money at all. And in fact, since Louisiana's minimum wage is still $7.25 an hour, uh, it means that a, a person earning minimum wage working 40 hours a week, uh, if they have anyone else in their household, is likely to still be earning below the federal poverty line. Um, and just a, a bit of historical trivia that I think has still some real bearing on the lives of, of uh, you know, people who, who fall under that poverty threshold, the, the way the poverty line is determined is uh, based on a 1955 study of um, household uh, grocery budgets that has simply been updated for inflation um, since it was first used as the basis of the poverty line in, in the mid-60s. What that means is that as family budgets have changed, as uh, what we count as a necessity has changed, and as food, preparations have, have, food preparation habits have changed, uh, with uh, 
um, changing family compositions and more two earner families uh, uh, in the in the workforce, um, that that poverty line has become increasingly out of step with the lived experience uh, of real people in the real world. So even before the pandemic, far too many Louisianans were living below the federal poverty threshold. Um, nearly one in five adults and one in four children in the state uh, were living in households below that already quite low poverty line. But as a way of trying to make up the gap between the official poverty line and what a family actually needs to, to make ends meet uh, and pay for adequate groceries, adequate housing, uh, to cover their utility bills, and particularly now during the pandemic to stay connected to um, uh, internet access that families with children need um, acutely in order to continue to, to um, maintain their children's education. Uh, the United Way developed a metric called ALICE, um, which is a, uh, an acronym for Asset Limited Income Constrained Employed People. Essentially, people who are working, but making less than they need to make ends meet. Um, well, and how many people in Louisiana meet that ALICE threshold? Because that's a lot of folks, I think, that are kind of in that working poor category. Oh, it's a huge number. It's a huge number. Before the pandemic, 48% of Louisiana households were under the ALICE threshold. Um, and we know that things have only gotten worse since unemployment. Danny, say that one more time. 48%? 48% of Louisiana households were under the ALICE threshold um, in 2018, which is the, the, most, the date of the most recent ALICE study. Um, so we have basically half the population of Louisiana, most of which are working full-time or several part-time jobs, that are still barely able to buy groceries and put a roof over their head. And now we're faced with this pandemic and housing costs and other, other sort of the cost of living isn't changing, you just don't have a job. You know, one of the comments or one of the issues this week is around unemployment benefits. We're talking uh, in the last week of July in 2020, in the midst of the COVID pandemic, and the federal government has failed our citizens. And so what is the status of the unemployment benefits? And uh, what is your prediction of what's gonna happen now? Because it was my understanding that that $600 a week of COVID pandemic unemployment benefits basically equated to making $15 an hour. And so, Without that level of support, we're going to have even more families um, uh, in in um, in serious serious trouble. Yeah, uh, you're you're absolutely right. You know, as we are recording this interview, the Senate has just yesterday released their uh, their opening gambit in uh, negotiations for the next uh, coronavirus relief package, and uh, it included a. a um, a cut of two-thirds uh, proposed for that $600 additional unemployment benefit through October, and then a much lower level of unemployment benefits going forward. Just for a sense of how this is going to affect the people of Louisiana, um, 400 and, more than 465,000 Louisianans uh, received unemployment benefits in the week ending July 18th. Um, so that's just 
a, a, a massive swath of our state's workforce. 460,000? 465,000 uh, were receiving unemployment benefits that week. And this has been, just in, from an economic standpoint, to set aside the, the human experience of what it means to have this um, economic support pulled out from under you in the middle of a pandemic, uh, that, that means that we have had, uh, as a state, since the federal government started um, providing uh, this expanded unemployment benefit, roughly $5 billion come into the state uh, and support the state's economic activity through the unemployment program. Um, of that $5 billion, about $4 billion was this extra $600. Um, and so, you know, if you think about our uh, still very fragile economic state um, and the very, very limited number of jobs that are available to folks who want to return to the workforce right now, uh, taking $4 billion, um, well, on a monthly basis, taking uh, hundreds of millions of dollars out of the state's economic activity um, while we're in the middle of a very fragile not even really a recovery out of a very fragile holding pattern for our economy is, uh, I think, a recipe for true disaster. And, you know, from the perspective of families who are using this money to continue to meet their basic obligations like rent and utility payments and grocery bills, um, this uh, loss of, of additional unemployment benefits coming right at the same time as federal eviction moratoriums are ending uh, and with no eviction relief from the state puts a lot of families in a position uh, where they're potentially facing homelessness right at the beginning of the school year, um, where they're not uh, necessarily going to be able to continue feeding their kids uh, and feeding themselves. And it, it's, it is hard for me to imagine um, the level of suffering that would come with, with an extended impasse on, on this issue. Um, it, it's just, I, I mean, can I tell you just a sobering statistic that I've seen in the last couple of weeks that, um, that really puts this into perspective for me? In sure. normal times, uh, when families have very little money, parents will almost always uh, skip meals or reduce the size of their meals far before their children will start to go hungry. And we've seen this in, tw in 2018, um, the, the USDA does, does very large uh, and very reputable food and security surveys, and they break this down into categories. Uh, the category for child hunger, which is kids skipping or reducing mm -hmm. their meals, nationwide is about half a percentage point of all households with children have, have children um, eating less than they should uh, because their families can't afford it. In Louisiana right now, one in four households with children report that the children don't have enough to eat because of the family's economic conditions. So, Danny, let's just be clear. We're talking about 465,000 households relying on unemployment benefits. Yep. We're talking about families that were already food insecure, many of which were on supplemental assistance and for nutrition, which is what I'm old enough to call that food stamps, but it now goes by um, the SNAP program. Um, and people were added into the SNAP program because of the pandemic 
through these additional benefits. And so basically what you're telling us is that if the, the United States Senate doesn't act quickly, then the unemployment insurance money goes away, the food security money goes away. Um, so we're gonna end up with a huge impact on the economy in Louisiana with families that can't pay rent, can't buy groceries, can't take care of their kids. Is that what you're telling me? That's correct. Uh, and that, that is a, a, a truly shocking thing to say in America right now. But, but that's absolutely right. I mean, I, I think uh, SNAP enrollment has increased substantially since the pandemic. Um, it's up about 13% since February. Uh, so in June, which is the most recent month that we have figures for, uh, a little more than 408,000 households in Louisiana received SNAP benefits. But the, that number actually uh, underrepresents the, the number of families that um, are, are likely to have SNAP if unemployment insurance goes is that you know, the SNAP benefit is a lot lower than the current unemployment insurance benefit. Uh, as you said earlier, the federal share is $600 a week. For a family of four, the maximum total SNAP benefit is $654 per month. Um, so that going from, uh, from roughly $2,400 a month to, um, to about $650 a month, is just a tremendous hit, especially when families are, are uh, already suffering. So the problem we're facing right now is that kids aren't in school, so there's no school lunch programs. The schools may or may not go back open. Uh, families may get uh, unemployment insurance, may be extended, but it may be at a much reduced rate. Um, do you think landlords are going to keep people in the, these their uh, apartments if they're not getting their rent paid? Well, there's no, uh, there's no law requiring them to do that. Um, and some, some landlords may, some landlords may be in a financial position to do that, uh, or may, uh, you know, out of the goodness of their own hearts, decide they're going to defer uh, rent payments. But I think for the vast majority of landlords, um, they either will not be able to do that or, or will refuse to do that. Um, and I, I think, as, you know, it's hard to predict what, what landlords are going to do, but, but it is certain that in the absence of federal uh, protections against eviction and continued federal money going into the hands of people who aren't working through no, no fault of their own, it is certain that people and families with children will be evicted from their homes uh, because they are unable to make their rent payments. Well, I know the food banks are swamped and they're giving out, you know, 50% more food than they've ever done. Um, you know, what do you, what are you recommending people do to advocate for working families? What do folks need to be doing now um, to make a difference? Well, the House of Representatives passed a bill called the HEROES Act that included fairly substantial um, support for uh, anti-hunger measures, 
um, maintained the current level of additional unemployment insurance benefits and uh, made another, a number of other very important steps, including um, providing federal aid to state and local governments that uh, will help Louisiana uh, and America as a whole um, better uh, weather the, the, um, the current recession uh, and the current pandemic. Um, the Senate's plan falls woefully short of the measures that are needed. And I think the most important uh, step that, that folks can take right now on this issue is to make sure that our senators are aware of what it means to their constituents uh, if the Senate fails to pass a, a really meaningful relief package that has real support for real people uh, and that puts people and families first um, in, uh, in our recovery. Well, Danny, I want to say thank you for being with us today. We call this podcast 17 Minutes to Change the World um, because we want people who are listening to the podcast to take a few minutes and take direct action. And so the direct action we need you to take today is to call Senator Bill Cassidy at 202-224-5824. We'll post the phone numbers for both Senator Cassidy and Senator Kennedy on the LouisianaProgress.org website and Louisiana Progress Facebook page. Senator Kennedy's phone number is 202 224-4623. We need all of our advocates in Louisiana to call our United States Senators when you listen to this podcast and tell them they need to pass the HEROES Act, they need to invest in food, rental support, and unemployment insurance support for the working families in Louisiana. This pandemic will only lead to increased poverty, homelessness, food insecurity, and, uh, and really be terrible for Louisiana families. And so we believe that we can do better in Louisiana if we hold our legislators accountable, if we hold our United States senators accountable. So go to the legislative website www.legis.la.org, find out who your state representative is, contact them, tell them that we need to raise the minimum wage in Louisiana. We'll have posted on our website and our Facebook page these actions that we want you to take. So thank you for listening to 17 Minutes to Change the World. Look at louisianaprogress.org for your next steps. We have to stand up, speak up, and show up. So thank you, Danny, for your efforts today in the Louisiana Budget Project and the other advocates in Louisiana working to help support uh, the families of Louisiana through this disaster pandemic. So thank you. God bless you. God bless Louisiana. Uh, go take your 17 minutes and change the world.